Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Zero Lessons. I am Dusty White, your host, uh, author of the easiest tarot ever and advanced tarot secrets. Both of these are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Book Depository, and hopefully a fine bookstore in your area. Um, all right, I have Kathy on the line today. Kathy is one of my private students, and this is a series where I'm giving away free lessons. Uh, if you show up, I will teach you. Um, details, uh, sign up for the free pod, uh, find out, sign up for our free lessons to find out how to do this. Uh, there's no catch, there's no gimmicks, just get your butt over to easytarolessons.com or advancedtarosecrets.com and at the top where it says sign up for our free lessons. Um, just uh, sign up and uh, you know, you'll get all the information in the email on, on how to get me for free um, for 30 minutes at a time. Um, pardon me, but the cat wants to play, so you will hear that in the background. Um, hi, Kathy. Glad to have hi, you. Hi, Dusty. Um, so, what can we cover today for you? What uh, would you like to know? Um, I wanted some more information on aspecting cards in a spread. Okay, aspecting cards. Uh, do you understand the basic concepts of aspecting cards? We need to go over that. Um, maybe you should go over that. I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, aspecting cards are much like astrology. Um, you have a card that aspects, influence, clarifies, shapes, or explains another card. Um, it's uh, two cards or more cards than two or more cards that have relationships with each other. Uh, usually one card would be dominant, the other card would be subdominant. Don't bite me, cat. I will, I will, I will hurt you. Urgh. I will hurt you. Urgh. Sorry, cat wants to play. Um, cat takes precedence, right? So, um, aspecting cards, generally speaking, that's what will happen in the spread is you will find... See, again, I, I go back to one of my favorite quotes, and you forgive me if you've heard it before, but... John Donne said that uh, no man is an island, and I like it because it, it rings true on so many levels, but especially in our uh, consumeristic society where we're all cogs in the giant corporate uh, machine. You know, we all we all have our parts to, to make the, the engine of the economy run. We need janitors and uh, lawyers and doctors and, uh, I don't know, people pushing carts and burger flippers and Accountants. I mean, I probably don't mean to say we all need a low-end jobs, but we need them. All. We need everything in society. And if somebody's not there to wash my car, then I have to wash it myself. But I can pay for somebody to wash my car, and therefore he can buy groceries from somebody who uh, whose job it is to do the groceries. So in other words, we are all interacting with each other. That's exactly what cards do in a spread, which is why I like the larger or fixed position spreads. Um, Actually, it's not. Uh, I like the larger spreads, and I like the fish, fixed position spreads, and I really like the larger comma fixed position spreads. I'll make sure that's clear. Uh, fixed position spreads is any spread where you know going into it, ah, this card position will be like, oh, oh, oh like card position seven. This is my negative thoughts, fears, uh, things I don't want, uh, law of repulsion that goes into manifestation. Uh, card nine, this is what I do want, this is what I'm hoping for, this is my happy, positive, shiny thoughts. That's what I want to attract more of. Uh, you know, I, you know, even before the card comes out, that's what the card will uh, talk about. That's what it will address about. What will the speech be about today? Well, it will be about this. So, same thing. That uh, It really makes it easier to uh, understand what each card is. Uh, or each what card means, what each card means in context of the question. Because again, if you want to be an expert reader right now, right today, one thing I will tell you to do is know what you're asking about and bounce the cards off of that thing. That's all you have to do. Now, a lot of practice, a lot of study. Uh, no. Um, at least it wasn't my phone. Um, so these are all good these all help but the most important thing you can do is know what you're asking 
and then allow the cards to answer that question. Don't just throw cards at random, like, oh, I just throw out some cards and just tell me anything. Just see what happens. You know, you're going to be in for some disappointment. Now, aspecting cards come in uh, in the course of a spread. Every card in a fixed position spread uh, relates to another card because they all tell a little piece of the story. And therefore, they are all cogs in the wheel, and they are all parts of the uh, whole. And therefore, they all aspect or shape each other just a little bit. And then specifically, clarification cards, expansion cards, uh, and the hero and sidekick cards, uh, for example. Well, hero and sidekick is a way of explaining uh, aspecting cards. Hero and sidekick is the new name for what was originally called... Uh, colloquially, not not ever professionally, Batman and Robin, uh, which is the exercise in advanced tarot secrets, um, because it was a great way of understanding. You know, this is dominant, this is subdominant, this is the hero, this is the sidekick, this is the the coat, this is the the star, and this is the no star, this is the star, and this is the understudy. The aspecting or clarifi- clarifying or subdominant card. That's not the star of the show. That card, that card's job, um, boy, I can't speak today. That card's job is to supplement or to help um, clarify, help explain the primary card. So if you're going through your spread, you know, and you go, ah, first off, you verify what the spread uh, is. And uh, we should talk about verification cards today. Maybe we'll do that if we have time. Super important lesson. But if you're going through your card, your spread, and you're pretty certain that this is a good spread, I, I certify the spread is good, and it's, I've got a lot of good information. Your client like, yes, yes, arf, arf. You know, they're they're agreeing with you. They're saying this is a good good uh, spread to give her and uh, reader and and things of this nature. Um, and then you run up against this one card, and it makes no sense. That's where clarification cards or opening up a card comes in. Little caveat here, do not, do not, do not throw a one card spread and then go, oh, that makes no sense. I'd better clarify it. Don't throw a three card spread and go, oh, this makes no sense. I better pull out more cards and clarify it. Don't start off in your first card on the Celtic Cross spread. It makes no sense. I better clarify it. You only use clarification or uh, expansion cards. And this is in the uh, easiest way to learn tarot ever and, of course, advanced tarot secrets. But listen, you'll get the idea. You only pull these cards out um, after you know that the spread has some meat on that, on its bones. After you know that it is a spread. It, it works. It's real. It, it makes sense. It's It's not just random cards or wishful thinking um so don't ever try to get away with uh, a crappy spread that you haven't verified um or a little one or two or three card spread and then go oh i better clarify this because you're really shooting yourself in the foot because if you you can clarify something all day long but if you haven't ascertained that you are on the right path then you're just hurting your reputation and possibly your client uh, and if you give bad advice without any, you know, uh, uh, verification, any chance to to um, determine that you are on the right path, then you're walking a dangerous, dangerous path. So all that aside, um, clarification cards. And that would be a clarification card is one card you pull to explain another card, opening a card up, two, three, four cards, to rarely over three, um, to... Uh, explain over the card. So uh, give me a scenario, please. Uh, just a quick client walks in and says, blah, blah, blah. Please, Kathy. Um, I would like to buy a cottage in the summer. Buy a cottage in the summer. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. So client wants to buy a cottage in the summer and so we're blah, blah, blah. We got a question and card position. Let me pull out my Hanson Roberts deck today. So those of you at home can follow along or just uh, use your theater of the mind. 
Card position six. This is the next thing that's going to happen in the process is Ace of Pentacles reversed. Ouchies. Uh, well, that's no fun. Well, that looks pretty crappy. And that is a card that deserves to be opened up. Now, in this pretend scenario, I've gone through and looked at the spread you know, looked at the entire spread as a whole, mm-hmm. read each card individually, yes, I got to the card, gave it a little tilt, because uh, I was like, Rrr. hopefully I've covered that in a previous podcast, uh, if I haven't, just write to me, I'll let you know, and I'll cover it in another podcast, uh, but make sure you've listened to all of them to make sure they haven't covered it, yeah, whenever you have a card, it just doesn't make sense, but the rest of it does get a little, like, five, ten degree angle tilt, uh, and then you go, blah, 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 and you like, this is the one card. Just, even I, I know it's like yeah, it's Ace of Coins reversed. It doesn't look like good. It looks like you're not going to get the mortgage payment. You're not going to get down payment. Uh, funding's not going to come through. You're, you're you're just not quite clear on exactly. You know, what do you mean by that? Or let's say Kathy that you're reading and you are clear, like hippity boppity boo, and yes, and funding won't come through. And your client's like, whoa, hey, whoa, wait, wait, what do you mean funding's not going to come through? Um, and the rest of the spread is good. You're like, I'm I'm feeling good about this spread. You're not going to get funding. And then, you know, this is not the outcome, but but this is the next thing that's going to happen. Client's like, well, why not? Uh, or and, you know, they, they want to know, you know, what's going on. Uh, at this point, uh, the point of a clarification card is you have a good solid indication of what's going on but you want a little bit of a bump you want a little bit more information so this is your hero card this is the the, the central figure this is your robin hood card that's public domain and we need friar tuck to kind of shape it you know to kind of ooh, how how does it you know what's and this is where you you literally do a one card reading using your existing card as a significator so, I mean, in the sense that you have your, let's say, Celtic Cross out and card position six, you've got this card, you've done all that, and you're like, hmm, feeling good about it. Now the thing you have to ask yourself is, what question can I ask that will build on everything I know, but it laser focus on this card only because when you draw a clarification card you can't cheat and go oh well, this card ties into that no it doesn't it doesn't tie into any other card it ties this card right here now in the fact that it ties with this card right here if it is a dead on laser pinpoint accuracy man you just nailed it verification card i mean not verification i'm sorry clarification card if it's that good it may have shades uh, of connection to other cards. It may go, oh, that makes sense, and you can tie that in. But it only specifically deals with this card. You can't force meaning, oh, it doesn't really make sense, but if I apply it to this other card, we do not allow internet intellectual sloppiness here or any dishonesty. Trust me, do this, you get better results. All right, so here I'm going to pull out, a, I'm, I'm shuffling my cards. Oh, hey. And out comes... Uh, the moon reversed. Well, now we have the moon reversed on top of the Ace of Pentacles uh, reverse, which Pentacles is Greek. We know that it means coins. So um, both of these, now I'm going to do commonalities um, because I'm doing the Hanson Roberts, but also you could probably say the Ryder, Wade, Pamela Coleman Smith, blah, blah, blah version. Uh, they both have uh, large yellow shiny things in the sky. Or because they're reversed, they both have large yellow shiny things at the bottom of the card because they're not reversed. Uh, same thing with Hanson Roberts that really jumps out is the large circular object. The, the fact that there are no rays coming out of this particular deck really emphasizes the. Uh, the roundness of it all. So I'm looking at this, and um, the the moon. Again, this is a pretend situation, so I have to make up something. And this is not like I have the benefit of my intuition. 
So your interpretation of my interpretation of this imaginary spread for an imaginary client based on an imaginary situation may be completely different. You may go, ah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then that's fair. Because um, I'm just going to make up something on the spot because it is uh, just an example. But what is hitting me, you know, doing this as professionally as I can, Kathy, the what what smacks me is the is the moon. Uh, yes, I see the the two towers and the looks like a ferret. Uh, it's probably a dog, and another dog. It's probably a wolf, and then Mr. Lobster, which is an ancient sign for cancer, and then some looks like dewdrops or possibly rain. None of that's anything. I mean, it's all ICA and the yellow brick road, but but man, that just is that a lady or an old man? I got to turn the card over. Oh, it's a lady. The lady in the moon, she looks kind of like, mm, I'm just lying here, just relaxing. Um, I'm not getting any clear, solid indication, which doesn't surprise me because of the imaginary situation, but I am getting the powerful visual impact. Uh, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not vamping, I'm explaining the process, because sometimes this will happen to you when you're reading, you'll go, ah, and something will hit you, and you won't be able to figure out exactly what it is. That's okay. Breathe and do what I do, only more intelligibly, um, more intelligently. Do it. Uh, do it with some smarts, and do it with some people who can understand what you're doing. Um, talk it. Talk through it. Use your words and and go over what you know, um, because you may need to sharpen your focus and bring your mind to a state where you can a state where you can open that. Uh, that gateway that is your intuition to get that little bump uh, to go, oh, yeah, of course. So, I'm trying to imagine uh, a Celtic cross spread that doesn't exist here. So, we had our little blank spread and our six of coins, and I've said that funding won't come through. Uh, and here I'm going over the question as if it was a real thing. So, I go over the question that I asked, which I didn't ask because I don't know. Um, and I've got my six of coins, and I've said this funding isn't going to come through. And I'm saying, well, why? What's what's the big deal? What's happening? Now I can work through this by saying, well, the traditional meaning of the moon reversed is that's that's valid. Or I can go instinctually if something smacks me upside the jaw, I goes, whoa, <laughs> okay, that image that interpretation really hit me therefore I'm going to tell my client this is what I'm getting and then we, we talk it through um, in this case nothing's happening as I've explained uh, except for those two yellow things and so I go back to the basics always go back to the basics if you get lost which is why I want you to write the um, the question down which obviously I haven't As a matter of fact I don't even have a question um, Six of coins. I'm, I'm sorry, not six of coins. Card position six, ace of coins reversed. Not getting funded. It's not the end of the, not the end of the rainbow. It's it's just the process along the way. Um, okay. There is. The paperwork wasn't filled out properly. There's some internal confusion. Now I know I'm I'm talking about uh, traditionally. This would be more of like the moon upright but uh, I'm going to go with this for just an example where the ace of coins represents the effect um, the moon being the, the aspecting card in this case is representing the hidden cause or it's the cause uh, it's the, the come on come on kitty sorry everything has to stop for the cat um where it's the thing that happened that that brought about the uh, the lack of funding. So it's the machinations. Um, so I'm going to say that the impression I'm getting uh, after stumbling and fumbling and bumbling is um, this has to do with the mortgage company, the mortgage processor, the bank, that side of the fence, and. Their policy uh, is this, and your credit score is that. And the more I talk about it, the more it's got. There's something on your credit score, credit report, 
that ran up a red flag, and that doesn't mean that you are not, you know, a, a, the right candidate. It doesn't mean that you can't get credit. It means that um, something tripped up something in the computer, and it has to be hand processed. And now there's an investigation, and um, so now people are going, well, there's, there's a good uh, credit risk. And they said, oh, hell, it's 5 o'clock on Friday. Screw it. Just throw it away. I'll, you know. So I'm going to say uh, that uh, the paperwork is lost. I'm going to say that uh, there's a problem with the glitch in the system. I'm going to say that uh, you know, the cause of this happening in our imaginary situation is that um, there is a problem with the paperwork on the end where your paperwork... Um, has been it's it's doing some kind of crazy shuffle. Now, I apologize to everybody for just making up something on the spot and then dragging you through all that mess, but I want you to understand that sometimes this is exactly what you have to do. You have to just go over it and through it and, and really talk your way through it uh, until your brain starts to function properly. Hopefully you won't have to do this too often, but if you read for tens of thousands of clients like I have, law of averages, every once in a while you're just going to screw the pooch. You're like, oh, what the hell am I doing? But Kathy, did did that make sense how I went through that? Uh, does that help at all? Yes, it does. Um, it just seems pretty tough to me that that would happen. Though. Well, that was, a, that was a particularly tough one. Let me try again. And I'll tell you what, same card. Um, oh, you didn't get funding. And I mean, now that I know that I don't have a question, I know the situation a little better. Um, let's try another card that says, this is why you didn't get funding. Okay, I've got the Magician Upright. Um, breathe. Yeah, the boss said no. The I see uh, the Magician. I see, uh, I see the Magician as an entrepreneur. Um, the Emperor is like, I'm the big government, I am the big, you know, corporation, I am the boss. Um, he's got the weight of an army behind him. Um, but the magician is more like a, a freelancer. He He's good at what he does, but he doesn't have the power structure, you know, the big empire. He, uh, he floats around and he does what he does, and nobody can, can tell him what to do. Um, so he's kind of more like a self-made man. So here, the vision that I got was of like a, um, a bank executive or a mortgage uh, processor who looked at it and said, nope, ain't going to happen. Uh, but his word was law because, again, he's the magician. He, uh, If you're looking at the Morgan Greer deck, I mean, sorry, uh, Hanson Roberts deck, which I can't show you through the podcast, it's a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more... Macho. I mean, hell, he's, 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 he's got the rippling six-pack. Well, he doesn't have a six-pack. He's got like a four-pack. But still, he's got biceps and Fabio hair, and his chest is uh, I mean, exposed because the shirt ripped open like, I'm Superman. And he's literally very dramatic. I am the man. I am the alpha. And so it looks, the impression that just smacked me up inside the jaw was, this guy said no. And, and that is a very clear indication. So in that case, this card was an easy example to shape um, how this all came to pass. Does that make sense, Kathy? Yes, that's great. Uh, just because I'm a glutton for punishment, I'm going to draw another card to see if I can trip myself up again. Okay, same question. Pundit didn't get through. Card position six. And Ace of Cups reversed. Well, this is interesting. Now we have a, an interesting uh, theme here. We have an ace on top of an ace. Should we call 911 and go, oh, uh, I mean, should we make a big deal out of the fact that we have an ace on an ace? No. But we should go, hmm, that's interesting. We have an ace on an ace. We, we need to give the devil his due. We need to go, we need to recognize that we have two, that we have literally a pair of aces. Um, does there need to be extenuating meaning, or not extenuating, I'm, I'm sorry. Does there need to be uh, additional meaning? Does there need to be some type of hidden meaning, meaning to this? 
Not necessarily. Uh, but we look and we go, okay, is there a hidden meaning? Well, actually, both of these cards are beginning cards. They're both abundance cards, uh, you know, being aces. Uh, and they're both feminine cards, being coins is earth, water is earth. It, I would say the well has dried up. Um, for whatever reason, the amount of compassion, understanding, love, charity, goodwill towards neighbors, goodwill towards men, um, you are not on the list of people, you're not high on the list of priorities of people who's going to get uh, funded. I'm not going to flat out say there's a shortage of money, although that's the indication that, I'm, that, it, that it kind of feels like, but it feels like like some belt tightening is going on in the mortgage processing, financing, whatever, you know, whoever decides who gets money. And you're on, you, you didn't make it, you didn't make the cut. You know, they had to decide, well, at some point, somebody's not going to get funded. Well, okay, all you guys. So what that was is just three different examples of using one card being a clarification card to help explain how we got to this point because your client was, wait, wait, your, your client's question was, wait, wait, what do you mean I'm not going to be funded? Why? So that gave us the question uh, of why. We can use a clarification card to say, uh, oh, you're going to meet a man. Oh, tell me about this man. There's a clarification card, you know. Um, Queen of Cups, oh, these can be everything you've been thinking of. Because um, the Queen of Cups, um, this is an old commercial to show you how old I am, but... Um, they used to have these coffee in a square can commercials long before coffee houses became all the rage in America. And it was like, the lady would be sitting there on her porch and she's like, this coffee reminds me of Vienna. And, and that's funny because um, that's what the Queen of Cups in the Hanson Roberts deck looks like. So she's drinking her coffee thinking, oh, it reminds me of Malarca, which is a good thing. So she's off daydreaming. So my impression was, this man is going to be everything you dreamed of. They're getting back to Fabio. So I don't want anybody to get tripped up in the specific uh, questions or way that I uh, handle the questions. Any, any card that clarifies another, uh, the process for drawing that is to understand as much as you can on the card that you're questioning and be specific and deliberate on what you're trying to clarify. If the card makes no sense at all, you're fighting an uphill battle to go. Uh, give me a card that will explain this card. Um, you you really want to do your best to get in a general, at least a general idea. Or if you have a specific idea, go, oh, you're going to meet a man, and he's going to be this tall and this and that. Tell me, you know, your client will go, oh, tell me more. Well, rather than tearing down the spread or doing anything, any brand new spread, you can pick any card out of your uh, existing spread and go, ah. Oh, I'm going to find out that information by using this card as a significator uh, and just basically doing a one, two, or three card spread on top of that without tearing down your current spread. That's a cheap, easy, and quick way. And if you do it skillfully and you've practiced, it's a very good way to do it to gain additional information out of your spread without having to tear it all down, start all over again. So you can do this and end up you know, reading 15, 20 cards instead of just 10 because uh, before you start tearing your spread down because you were able to flesh out additional details of the spread. Again, assuming that the spread made any kind of sense to begin with. Uh, does that help, Kathy? That's really interesting. Thank you. Well, well thank you for interesting. Uh, did it help answer your question? Yes, yes, okay. for sure. I, sorry to be anal on that, but... Uh, I use a lot of words, but I want to make sure that I'm not just blah, 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 blah. Uh, did you want to talk about uh, verification cards real quick, or did you, or did you have something else you want to cover? Because this is your time. Well, the verification okay. cards would be good. Uh, okay. CP uh, 7 and 9. Oh, okay. right. We're going back to that one. Uh, we were talking earlier about card position 7 and 9, and I call them pseudo-verification cards. Um, boy... Let's, okay, card seven and nine, obviously we are talking, uh, or maybe it's not obvious, I apologize, but we are talking about the Celtic cross, 
which is a 10 card spread if you don't know what the Celtic Cross is uh, poo well I'll get my book I, if I say look it up online but then who knows it's a hundred different cards of Celtic Cross spread and who knows what you're going to come up with but if you have Power Tarot the book and you don't have my book you can use the one out of Power Tarot because it's the same rendition it's the uh, same exact spread they happened to come up with the uh, same spread that I did. That was very nice um, because both of us have learned that spread uh, from other people and it's a very, very powerful spread, the person that uh, that we teach. Uh, and it's coincidental. Other books may also teach that version. It's not the Arthur Edward Waite version, but it's much more powerful and much more uh, detailed. So in this case, Car Position 9 uh, here comes the cat. Uh, come on, cat. Card position nine is uh, what you fear when you have negative associations about what you don't want, blah, blah, blah. Card position nine, your happy happy bunny thoughts. Whatever happened to happy bunny? He, like, exploded and then disappeared. Um, uh, it's your happy, wonderful thoughts. So if we are going to use those as... Uh, quasi-verification cards. I said pseudo-verification cards before. That was a mistake. I want to say quasi-verification cards. It, it's more than semantics. It's, it's important. Um, cards 1 through 4, those are your verification cards in the Celtic Cross. Um, this is all in Advanced Tarot Secrets. If you have any questions, uh, I will talk about this in a podcast, or I have talked about it in a podcast. And again, if I haven't, just write me. Better yet, Post a comment on the on this episode at podomatic.com, uh, and then then I'll answer it. Then I'll go. Oh yes, if I see comments, I'll take those. If you email me, that might get lost. So, how do we ver- how do we use cards seven and nine to verify the accuracy of the spread? Now we've used cards one through four. We would like to be able to use cards uh, five and eight. Can't really do six and ten since they haven't happened yet. Can't really verify the future. But if I am reading for myself, Cassie, then I'm the spread protagonist. If I'm reading for you, you're the client, you um more than likely you would be the spread protagonist. However, if I am answering a question for you by using someone else as a spread protagonist, that'd be a third party. Um sorry the cat's climbing all over me. Um Yes, I love you too, Cat. Um, then in that case, it makes using cards 7 and 9 uh, difficult because the spread protagonists' uh, hopes and fears and dreams and happiness and unhappiness and negative thoughts and positive thoughts, these are all indicated by cards 7 and 9. Celtic Cross is a killer overview spread. Wonderful overview spread very important spread to have in your arsenal and in the book I call in the first book I called it Old Faithful because it really is it's, it's boring uh, and it, but it works it's not good at all for yes no questions it's not really good to tell you, you know, how things are going to progress along the future it's a it's the best overview spread or one of the best overview spreads I've ever seen um, I'll couch that and say one of the best one thing that makes it so great is card position 7 and card position 9 individually point to the mindset of the spread protagonist. And when you take them in together, it gives you a good understanding of what's going on in this person's head. Um, So, if I'm reading for myself, tra-la-la-la-la, I want to make sure that this spread is accurate. I don't want to just take whatever I see and go, oh, yes, I must believe in this because the tarot never lies. Anybody can throw out random cards. Anybody can, oh, that's cruel. Um, Anybody can lose their focus. And in that moment, um, the connection that we had with the divine is shattered. Uh, anybody can say, ah, I'm just going to deal the cards. I'm tired of shuffling. Uh, if the cards are not in the proper order, we don't need the entire deck in the proper order, just the first ten cards, because cut across, ten cards right. But if those top ten cards are not in order, then those cards are useless. 
we have to have the right cards there. So, of course, it's all shuffling, pre-spread work. Uh, this is all advanced charts, good stuff. Uh, wait for the ding. Um, we talked about all this, uh, hopefully. So, I mean, don't, I'm not saying you have to buy a book. Just go back and listen to all the podcasts and you'll get it. Um, but let's say you've done all that. You've, you've done your pre-spread work. You've uh, pre-spread multiple walkthrough. you waited for the ding. You, you've shuffled the cards. Yeah, you've got them. Or, or you're pulling one card at a time from the middle of the deck. Which is also a very good technique if you are adept at that. I've uh, I've done that on uh, some spreads that have worked out fantastically well, and it's and it's always scary, especially when you get up to card eight. You're like, wow, I've nailed every single card. I've got two more cards. Oh my god! I hope I pull the right cards because you're reading, you're you're pulling a card, you're talking to your client. Yes, yes, yes. And you're okay. Here we go. I'm pulling another card just out of out of. You know, and they're not random cards, but you're, you know, you're. It's not like I'm just pulling any card. You're, you're trying to reach for the right card, but in a sense, you are pulling a random card out of the deck until it's random until you set it down, and then it better be right. But that's a good way to do it if, if you're if you're talented at that. In other words, don't let the rules, uh, don't let the rules hold you down, man. Um, do what works, and it has to work. Uh, and if it works, great. You're doing it right. So back to this card, seven and nine. Um, I'm reading for myself. Do my thing. Cards are out, or I'm drawing cards. Whatever. Um, card position seven is going to indicate what my negative associations are. Out. That hurts. Stop petting me. Um, not Cassie, the cat. Uh, out. Let's put it. Um, out for. Um, card seven is going to be what I fear, what I don't want to happen, what my negative associations are. It all depends on what I have uh, delineated uh, earlier on. I've said this is the question that I'm going to ask to my pre-spread mental walkthrough and said this is how the uh, cards are going to answer this particular question. And so now I'm looking at the card and I'm bouncing it off of the question. Oh, 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 oh. And um, so it only becomes a verification. It only becomes a verification card if I am reading for myself because I should know what's going on inside my own head. I'm not going to make that card mean something. I'm going to look at that card, do my best to honestly, ethically, and intelligently answer what that card is saying, and only then. I step inside the logic booth and go, hmm, does that make sense? You know, I've used my intuition. I'm, I'm, I'm treating myself as a client. Now I step over and go, is a well, well self, is that card accurate? And if it is, that helps verify the, the spread's accuracy. I have to be objective. And this is, this is why we have exercise too, so that you can read cards objectively. Because if you can't read objectively, then no, you shouldn't read for yourself. Anybody can read objectively. All you need is a little bit of uh, practice, a lot of patience, and realize that you're not the center of the universe and good things happen and bad things happen, or I should say pleasant things happen and unpleasant things happen. And all of a sudden, it's not so hard to read for yourself. If you see something pleasant, like, yay. If you see something unpleasant, you know that you're not supposed to do that. You go do something else. So that same process is exactly the same if you're reading for your client. Um, now, they are the spread protagonist. Um, they're the person who the spread is about. And you say, okay, here, card seven. This is what I see. This is what the cards are saying. Here's what's being indicated, blah, blah, blah. You know, however you want to phrase it. And you talk to them. And they say yes. And you say, wow, ding, check. That verifies the accuracy of the spread. If they say you're a you're a thief and a liar and you got no business doing this and that has nothing to do with me, you go, ding, okay, client disagrees. Hold, withhold your judgment for a moment because sometimes your clients will tell you that you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I know it's embarrassing and it's and it's frustrating. You're sitting there going, really, okay. You start to doubt yourself and then they tell you what's really going on and they tell you exactly what you said sometimes using the same exact words and then you want to tear your hair out going i just said that five minutes ago and they're like no you didn't 
Fortunately, this doesn't happen a lot. But when it does happen, you realize that, well, this is what some people do. It's not that they're trying to harass you. They just have problems listening. They didn't want to hear what you said the way you said it, but they want to tell you the exact same information. So if a client ever says to you, well, tell me something I don't already know, or, yeah, thanks, I already knew that, make a mental note that you have conjured out of your head, out of, out of thin air, information that they can verify. Well, I, that's, that's money you can take to the bank. Um, it doesn't matter if it's past, present, or future. Well, it can't be the future if, you know, they verified it. Um, or it could be like, well, it looks like this is going to happen. That's right. This is what's planning on happening. Um, so cards seven and nine specifically being the mental state of your uh, spread protagonist. If it is you, it's easy enough. If it's the client, um, and if they're ethical and honest, then just as well as you should be, and you guys are working together like a team towards finding the answers, then cards seven and nine, you should be able to talk to them and say, hey, here's what's going on, and here's uh, what I'm getting, and, and here's what you are feeling. You want this. You don't want this. This is what you're, and if you get a negative card in card position nine, you're like, you know what? Um, you're not very positive on this. And I say, well, yeah. When your client says, yeah, that's a good indication that you have, you know, hit the prize. And ding. Um, it's a noise, meaning, you know, you won a prize or you've done a good job. So as far as ver using card seven and nine as a verification, if we're reading for someone um, who is distant or we have or doing a distant past reading or distant future reading, cards of seven and nine cannot possibly be uh, a verification card. There's no way that we can talk to that person. They're not here. Uh, well, they're not here because of either time and or space. And uh, so we can't use it as a verification card. So there's a very long way to go about this to say, here's when you can use a verification card, here's where you can't. But I hope that this clears up any possible um, confusion that anyone will ever have about verification cards, especially cards seven and nine, so that we never have to go through this again. Um, otherwise, if nothing else, I just use a lot of words and confuse everybody. Uh, Kathy, you're the one here. Does this this is your time? Does this help? Yes, it does. Um, especially about the third person spread protagonist. I didn't realize that. Well, it's nice to be able to use advanced techniques like a spread protagonist. And this is where you make the big bucks. This is where $100, $200, $500 an hour, even $1,000 an hour readers, this is where they shine, is being able to... Okay, uh, real quick, I'll go back to something we talked about a long time ago. Uh, one of my students uh, back before the uh, last election uh, was hell-bent on Mitt Romney winning the election. I don't have a dog in that hunt. The president's the president. You know, what can I do about it? Well, other than vote. Um, you know what? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the American president. If you don't live in America, I, I apologize. It'd be so jing jingoistic. But the essence was this person uh, was trying to... Um, find a way to make her readings show that this outcome would happen. Okay, you know, because we had a Mitt Romney and then we had a, uh, what's the guy's name? Obama. So we had, what's the guy's name? Sorry. Sorry, dude. Or El Presidento, dude. Um, so we had two different people. And um, she uh, was going in with a uh, preconceived notion of how this should come out, which is all kinds of wrong. We need to be clear channels. We need to be very open to any possibility because what we're looking for is, is uh, advanced information. If we go in with biases and prejudices, we're polluting uh, the information that we're getting so we can't get a clear image. That makes sense, right, Kathy? Yes. Okay. So... I told her, let's let's try, we did a number of different spreads, and I said, okay, let's see about the campaigns. 
let's take a look. We'll do we'll do dueling Celtic cross spreads. Let's do a Celtic cross spread for candidate number one, Celtic cross spread for candidate number two. Now, we could easily have charged a couple thousand dollars for this information to a campaign if our stats and information was accurate because the advanced information we could give on how things were going to pan out could save millions of dollars. That's a couple thousand dollars would save millions and affect the influence of uh, you know, world events for the next four to eight years, in this case eight years. Uh, maybe even longer because like uh, if, if Hillary comes in because Obama was in, but only because we Democrat, 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 then uh, or uh, if Republicans come in because oh Obama came in, we have really influenced for twelve or sixteen years. I mean, we've, we've for a little bit of our of, of our time, we have set in motion. Um, you know, we've helped candidate A or candidate B swing the tide in their favor. That's that's kind of the point of what we do. And this is why I'm so adamant about everybody doing a really good job. Okay, so um, I said here, let's do a plain old boring Celtic cross spread. We're going to shuffle. We're going to do everything right. We're going to do a pre-spread mental walkthrough. We are going to give this everything we have as if somebody plopped down $10,000 on the table and said, I represent company and we're just going to make a lot of money if so-and-so candidate wins. Um, and we're like, we don't make stuff happen. You know, we will tell you what we see. And they're like, ah, just give me your best information. So we wanted to, assuming all of that was legal, of course, we didn't do anything illegal. But assuming all of that was legal, and they were just asking us for our information, well, we would do uh, our Celtic cross, do our doing dueling Celtic crosses. So I've got uh, candidate number. Let's say, let's say Mitt Romney, because that's kind of you know she wanted to win. Okay, yeah. So. Card positions seven and nine would have indicated what the campaign strategy was in this particular case. Campaign strategy, the positive, you know, happy, what message do we want to push? What message do we want to get out there to the world? How are we going to get people to vote for us so that we can get in power and then do whatever it is we want to do anyway? Um, and I mean both candidates. I'm not, I'm not picking on any candidate. It's, it's a joke about the government and how it works. Um, card position seven. Uh, what are we afraid of? What, what skeletons we have in our closet? Or what actions or tr trends are we trying to prevent? Does that make sense, Kathy? Yeah. So it's this kind of inside information that we can get ethically and honestly. I mean, it's psychic information. It's not like we're, uh, you know, breaking into Watergate Hotel or anything. Um, so presumably, uh, this kind of information on, on both sides, and we'd be able to detail out everything we saw and then hand it over to a statistician or a logistician or whatever and have them, you know, take it over to the Rand Corporation or do some kind of think tank and have them take that information and plot it out and plug that information into all the other facts and figures and details that they're paying hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars for because, you know, the information that they come up with out of that think tank basically runs the world. Um, so we have valid sound information, presumably, you know, presuming that all of this turns out to be verified and accurate. Um, so this is not exactly verifiable um, because it is third party, unless we can take that information and give it to somebody who does know what's going on in that person's head or what's going on in that person's camp. Now, since we just talked about politics, uh, I, I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know any politicians, no camps, no spying anything. Uh, and I don't condone spying, you know, vote, vote for your current elected leader, whatever. But the essence is in relationships, in business, in government, this stuff's been going on since the dawn of time. It's called divination. People are always looking in the world's largest religions. They're always trying to figure out who's doing what to who so they can figure out how they can do something to other people. Um, 
we can verify the present and the past. We can verify how we got here. We can verify motivations to some extent. We can verify physical actions. Um, when we're verifying internal thought processes, it's a little bit more difficult, um, but these can help us understand or get a better foothold on everything that's going on. And therefore, by doing it, when we get to, let's say, Celtic Cross Spread, cards 5, 6, and 10, knowing all of this gives us a more clear indication of how it's going to turn out, but it also gives us a greater confidence that it's going to turn out. If we've got 70% of the spread, and we've verified every single card, like hey, 7 out of 10 cards agree, you are spot on. Go, Johnny, go. Well, the next three cards, which can't be verified, um, they statistically have a better chance of being accurate because we're, we're batting a thousand, we're a hundred percent out of seven cards. So 70% of the way there, we haven't made a mistake yet. Chances are those next three cards, as long as we, you know, maintain the course and stay the course and we maintain um, our our current mindset, thought processes, uh, our, our methodology, then yeah, we should uh, we should end up with a uh, a nice, fat, accurate spread. Um, so, in that sense, even if that if those two cards can't be verification cards, they can move us much closer to the end goal, which is a uh, you know five star uh, reading. Does that make any sense? Yes, that's great. I'm hoping it does. <laughs> Got my fingers crossed. All right, I have a lesson coming up in about two minutes, so I've run a bit long. I thank everybody for uh, hanging in there. Uh, any questions? Let me know. Uh, me at DustyWhite.net, and I, you know, when I can answer, I, I will. Otherwise, uh, have a great time, Kathy. Thank you. I look seeing. I look forward to seeing you next week. And anytime you feel like stopping in your podcast, you're more than welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye, everybody.